Welcome to Sing Double. I'm your frackin' co-host, Bradford Barth, codename Giggles. And I'm your frackin' host, Stephanie Kretz. I didn't think of a code name. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing code names. I'm unprepared. It's okay. Happy anniversary. Codename New Hair. What? It's our six-month anniversary. Oh, how magical. This is episode 26. Yeah. We have done a half years of weekly podcasting. Aww. With this episode. So cute. So happy anniversary. I didn't get you anything, unfortunately. You've gotten me plenty. Yes. Just your mere presence. And the boom and stands and the microphones and, the, and the, uh, the headphone thingy and, and the mixing board. and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I know. I put zero money into this. <laughs> well, it's okay. I put my time and energy into it. You do do that. I do do. You do. <laughs> Everybody do do's. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of life. I've learned that from a book. So, how was your week? <laughs> uh, great. I don't know. <laughs> how was my week? <laughs> you got already, huh? I got my hair done last night. Uh huh. And I was the last customer ever at that location. Isn't that crazy? Are they moving? Um, <laughs> so I or did they go out of business <laughs> and you're like the last customer? No. Um, so the salon I used to go to is called Bad Wolf Salon and it's very nerdy. And um, so the girls have the option to either like sign on for five years or to just like part and go to different, go their separate ways. Okay. And that's like a very long commitment for a super expensive spot in Chicago. So they decided to just go their separate ways. So I was the final customer at Bad mm. Wolf Salon. Wow. So they're gone. No, I'm just going to go to where my hairstylist goes, which is just around the corner from the old location. Yeah, but it's not going to be Bad Wolf Salon anymore. No, but they themselves are not gone. Well, well, <laughs> well thankfully, they <laughs> yes. were spared by Thanos. Yes, thankfully, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> oh. It was weird, And though. you're done. Fade away It to was weird because <laughs> I went into the salon and it was only her station there, so mm-hmm. it looked like it was halved. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like all the chairs and the other were gone? so it was just two two girls that ran the salon and the other one had already moved all her stuff out so it was just the one my hairstylist stuff was in there oh wow so it was weird so their rent wanted f- a five-year commitment huh yeah something like that i'm not gonna get into the details it doesn't really matter but yeah, that um, is a commitment yeah so i got my hair done it was fun it was a three-hour process and i was hangry by the end of it and you're still around i'm still here that's good. Last thing I heard of that took three hours. They were stuck on an island for a long time. Is that a lost joke? It's a Gilligan's Island joke. Okay. <laughs> it was a three-hour oh, three hour tour. tour. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Are you recording both of us this time? I am. Oh, There's good. two beautiful, beautiful waveform tracks going on here sure. this time. I worked out yesterday. We have stopped doing our circuit, and now we're doing some weightlifting. So I feel... The majority of my upper body. Cool. It's great. It's lo- I love it. It's great. It's awesome. It's great. So this Sweet. week, yeah, our uh, content left me thirsty <laughs> for discussion. 
<laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm I'm parched for this episode. You're parched for my commentary? I am yes. Parched and thirsty. <laughs> what did you text me so i hadn't watched the episode yet and i wasn't sure what which one was next and you texted me when it was it was been it's been storming like crazy the past week or whatever yes i had my windows cracked in my car i had to (laughs) run outside to close my windows and i told you i was as wet as boomer and i was like thinking of I didn't know it was the water episode. Hey, we're doing the water episode. It's called Water. Um, I was thinking of Boomer on Cylon Occupied Caprica because they're always in the rain, I feel like. It's always pouring. So it worked She was also way. wet there, too. She yes. was. I just had this vivid image of her being soaking wet, running through Caprica with Hilo. Mm-hmm. So that was the Boomer I was thinking of. And then the episode started, and I was like, oh, this is the Boomer this that is Brad the boomer, met. Man, yes. The, the post... Um, Dip in the pool, Boomer. <laughs> Dip in the water tank, Boomer. <laughs> I, I Crazy. It's a pool. <laughs> Is it a pool? It's not a pool. It's a tank. Yes, it's the water reclamation tank. Okay. But yeah. I thought you were trying to get technical on me and I was already messing up. Did you enjoy my uh my way of introducing this episode? I did. Are you are you thirsty? <laughs> I am thirsty. For some discussion. I just had a salty meal. (laughs) (laughs) I had a taco. It wasn't that exciting. But it was salty. It was kind of salty. So you oversalted it? I think maybe it was the hot sauce that I put on it. The the mild hot sauce because I'm a wuss. Yeah. What kind? I don't remember. Whatever's in the cabinet. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I see. You take great pride in the things you eat. (laughs) I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm tired. I had Who to... has time to know what they put on their food? <laughs> I got home and then I was like, you're coming here, so I better make this taco really fast and Gotta eat have it. this here taco. <laughs> put salty sauce on it. <laughs> you probably put the soy sauce that you thought was teriyaki <laughs> no. on your taco. <laughs> I did not. That was also very salty. Because it was probably a soy sauce. You're silly. I'm thinking it was a teriyaki soy sauce. As I'm I was sure editing was. the episode over that one, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I bet it was a soy sauce. You can go dunk it in your mouth if you want. It's right in there. No, nah, I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to take a drink of my water now because we were talking about being thirsty. Yes. Being so I'm going to do that. Being parched. <sighs> I don't want you to have to ration your commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, keep them coming. I expect this the whole ep. Oh, uh, yep. It's my, my test for Nick. I Will he unsub? <laughs> oh, that's right, because we had that really good line of puns the other day we on did. Twitter. <laughs> so many bug puns. So many bug puns. Because I'm so antsy to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, as we said... Sharon slash Boomer. Boomer is her call sign. We begin the episode with her sitting in uh, the storage room by the flight deck in her flight suit. She's just covered in water and dripping everywhere. Yep. Must have been warm in there. She's just sweating like there's no tomorrow. Those suits are probably real warm. Well, you know, space and all. Yeah. You probably want them to 
maintain your body True, heat. When you're you like have, walking around yeah. the space station yeah. or yeah. spaceship, whatever. I mean, in space, like if they had a cabin decompression, that's why they wear helmets. Yeah. You'd want to be able to survive. And if it wasn't warm and cooling all at the same time, wrap your head around that one, then you would just die. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be known that I made a wrapping my head around motion. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but Sharon seems very confused. She doesn't really know where she is or what's going on. Right. And then they're playing that really intense music. The You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It sounds just like that. <laughs> it does not. I think we have to pay for that now because of... Damn it. You, just pl- you played <laughs> it, it right off a CD there. Too perfect. <laughs> It's not quite the the Freddy Krueger, or not the the Friday Thirteenth music. Kill, kill, kill. Because it's because the it's not leading up to the stress. It is currently stressed, stressful. Um, so she's going through her bag to like looks for some clothes. I think probably to change out of her very wet flight suit. Mm-hmm. And then she spots what looks like a C four bomb. That looked like C4, right? It, it looked like a C4 brick, okay. yes. I was very proud of myself for remembering those words. They from... wouldn't call it a bomb, though. It'd be explosive. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you just couldn't let me have it. <laughs> nope. I okay, couldn't. I got the C4 part right, okay? With, with gems like Plain Grudge and Slurper <laughs> and Spit Muffler. Let me see if I can come up with another I'm one. I'm a writer. I got to create vocabulary words for the future. I gotta, just got to make them up. That's, I mean, what do you think the dictionary is? Stuff Bunch works. Bunch of made up words. Stuff, little known fact. Yes. Works for Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so the next time you need to find out what a slurper is, look it up on Urban Dictionary. No, probably don't. It's probably something really sexual on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I don't want to know. I want to keep my innocence. She doesn't work for Urban Dictionary. No, I don't. So she sees a C4 brick inside. Mm-hmm. And a... Detonator. Detonator cap, yep. And she's like, what the fuck? Well, she didn't do that. She then. didn't say that. She, she kind of freaked out a bit. She looked at... That was what her face said. I think said. she dropped the bag and took a step back. Yes, and then she... I can't remember she carried her bag with her. Um. Anyway, she started walking through the flight deck, and then she says... I think where was Chief or something? No, she's walking by Callie and she says good morning. Oh, that's right. And then Callie's like, what? Like it's nighttime or something like that. Or maybe it's the opposite. There was a time difference. I think it was that it was Boomer nighttime. Boomer had lost time. Yeah. Okay, so it was already the next morning. She thought it was the evening. It was already the next morning. I think Callie said that it was like 5.30 a.m. or something right. like that. Okay. And she was like, what are you talking about? It's the morning. And so then Sharon's even more confused. And then she goes to the armory, taking her bag. Yeah, so she's taking her bag with her, and she breaks into the armory, basically. The Master at Arms she is not there. the code. Eh, whatever. And she was going to put back this? Yeah, she's going to put the detonator back, yep. but then she sees that there are six others missing. Yep. That's a lot of detonators. That's a lot of detonators. And then we see the detonators beeping on some sort of structure inside of the ship. Yep. And then we go to the intro music. (laughs) (laughs) The end. And this week (laughs) has been brought to you by water. (laughs) H2Flow. 
So then we're back on the show after the... Is H2 okay. flow an elemental version of flow from Geico? No, I mean... it's it's the cool water from Parks and Rec. It's how they marketed the water to make it cool. Because it flows. They put fluoride in it. Oh, everything's H2 flow. Mm-hmm. Well. But it, the crazy our... people in Pawnee didn't want the f- fluoride. They thought it was bad. And so then they had to combat them by making it really cool, calling it H2 flow. Gotcha. You know what drives me crazy about Battlestar, though? The mm. After the intro music... They, they don't all... talk about the fluoride in their water. <laughs> no. <laughs> after the intro music, they do that, like, oh, like, that super fast music, and then they, like, show literally the entire episode in quick motion in, like, a minute. Well, you just have to blink there. It lasts for too long, because I, I didn't understand that that was happening when I first watched the show, and then I realized that they were showing, like lots of the episode in that little like you one minute span of time really slowly pretend <laughs> you are a sloth and start closing your eyes i just have to look away so i don't get spoiled and then open your eyes i highly doubt there's any context you could pull from no that. there are there is because i remember when i watched it from the beginning mm-hmm. they put so many key things in those little clips I mean, the episode's only 40 minutes. You don't need, like, a teaser for the 40-minute episode. It's you know silly. How, you know how TV works. I know, but it's silly. So that always made me mad, and I thought that was stupid. Sorry, Battlestar, I love you, but I think that your little teaser is stupid. It's probably not their fault. It's probably the network's I'm sure fault. it's sci-fi's fault. Just like, you know, they couldn't blow up a uh, ship with a bunch of survivors on mm-hmm. it. Although, in this episode, it's like all the, the uh, dialogue... Suggests, seem, suggests that, that they knew it was full of people. Definitely killed a bunch Even of Even though, you know, in that episode, it seems like it's an empty yeah. people carrier. So Colonel Ty is trying to find his fancy dress uniform. I saluted. Good, good job. Yep. You should. He's the best. Uh-huh. Um, and then he finds a bottle of booze inside as well and decides to, to partake, maybe? Well, he was like no, he measuring, was measuring his... How many fingers were left. were left of his booze bottle? Which I believe was... I think there was four. No, I think it was five. Five. Maybe six. No, it wasn't that it was full. Five. It was... It was five, that's right. Because he wouldn't have been able to do... He had to do one more finger on top. Yeah. It was five. Okay. Speaking of the Olympic carrier, Lee is having flashbacks of what he had to do. Yep, PTSD. And he's telling his dad, and Adama goes, that was three days ago. It's ancient history. Thanks, Adama. <laughs> well, in war. See, Lee's never been in war, but Adama has been in war, so he knows how to compartmentalize. True. But it's still sad. But it just still made me laugh. He was like, that's three days ago. Get over it. <laughs> like, okay, dad, thanks. <laughs> You're so I just, supportive. I just killed like a thousand people, but sure, I'll get over it. Was it a thousand? I don't remember how many people it was. It was a good 1300, chunk. Thirteen hundred, wasn't it? It was a good chunk of people. Yep. Um, and then on the Colonial One, yeah, <sighs> too many ships. I'm getting them all discombobulated. On the on the Colonial One, Rosalind's getting ready to go to the Battlestar, mm-hmm. and she's you know going through her clothes, and she's <laughs> she says something funny about how she only has three outfits for the rest of her life. <laughs> she's gonna get real sick of it. Yep. And then Billy. Her assistant tells her she looks fine, and he, she's like, fine? <laughs> He's like, uh, you look great? <laughs> she's like, you don't know anything about women. He is young. Billy's poor, a sweet poor baby Billy. angel. It was the first time he got kissed was an episode ago. Yeah. He's got more action than a lot of people on the show. Well, 
Boomer and Chief get a lot of action. We just see them smooch a lot. And I guess Gaius has a lot of sex with himself. (laughs) (laughs) So Rosalind has come to congratulate everyone for, you know, all their good work during the 33, during episode 33, which was episode one. Yep. But that was the title, 33. Um, During the millions of hours of no sleep. And then... um, Another ship called the Virgon Express docks on Battlestar, and we learn that it's there because it needs to be replenished for water because some of the ships... It didn't dock on, it came up underneath to like, you know, like uh, mid-flight fueling. Yeah. It, 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 it was getting its water replenished. It came up to it and, and near it, and then it, mm-hmm. it, ref- it refilled. Yes. And as they're doing that, Adama's explaining, like, we have enough water for several years before replenishing... But then, you know, some of the ships need us to refill them. Because they don't have water. They don't have water systems. Reclamation systems. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, it's like, oh, cool, foreshadowing. We have enough water for several years. Great. We're great. Nothing bad will happen <laughs> when there's six detonators missing. Sharon finds Chief, and she tells him that there are six. They call them G4. Yep. So I think it's supposed to. It's in the Battlestar world. It's G4, not C4. Right. Detonators missing. Um, she doesn't want to tell the Master of Arms because they're going to think that she took it, which she right. did, spoiler alert, like, obviously. She doesn't think she did. She doesn't think she did because she doesn't remember. She doesn't know. She was glitching. She thinks it's a setup and, like, someone's trying to frame her, that she was, like, drugged or something. Remember when they were talking about sleeper agents? Yeah, weird. But she's worried that they're going to think she's a Cylon because you took my next line because of sleeper agents in the fleet. Well, more because there's a lot of rumors that yeah, Cylons there's look no like confirmed. People. Only a few people know the confirmation that Cylons are actually people. Yes, and we know. Well, there's a scene for the people we know that know. Mm-hmm. Plus Later on, two that yeah. aren't there. But there's been a lot of rumors. Rumors circulating that Cylons are Cylons look like humans and that they are on board the ships. It's a natural progression, I think. It is a natural progression. Yeah, how I think could it's very Cylons? Realistic. How could Cylons have infiltrated uh, all of humanity and not been noticed? Then they must look like us, right? When they don't, when they look like giant toasters, like mm-hmm. they, there's no way they could have concocted this plan if that's what they looked like. Yep, exactly. There's no way a bunch of Osters came around here and nobody saw them. Mm-hmm. That's a toaster brand. Ah, uh, Oster. Are they paying us? Somebody got it. <laughs> Adama, while they're all in the CIC, Adama tells Ty that he feels like a silly tour guide. And then Rosalind is telling Lee or Billy, I think, that she thinks Adama thinks she's an idiot. And it's just like they're having these opposite convos. I think it was was Lee. Lee, okay. Oh, that's right. Because then uh, he tells her that he's, he tells Rosalind that Adama, his dad's doing it all for her. Like she thinks that she wants this pomp and circumstance. And he doesn't really like it. Right. And he hates it. Well, so. he's doing it because that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, for the president. He's really not a fan of it, though. And she's like, I'm just a teacher. Like, I don't need all this, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then meanwhile, Billy and Dee have a cute little chat off to the side. And he <laughs> comes over to her and he's like, I really like your hair. <laughs> and she's like, my hair? It's the ponytail. And then she just kind of chuckles and gets up and he says, I really don't know anything about women. (laughs) Poor Billy. Precious baby. I love Billy. He's very, he's a good boy. 
He's well, a genuinely good boy. Be careful because he doesn't know anything about women. It's okay. He's still a nice little boy. Uh, okay. No recognition. Nope. I'm going, I'm ignoring Just, that comment. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> I can deal. It hurts. Not as much as it's going to hurt if you don't have any water. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're filling up Vergon Express, something blows up. And then there's a rupture in all the water tanks and they're just venting all of their water into space. And then they find out they've lost 60% of their water reserves, which means that the water they have will last about six days. Uh-huh. But one third of the fleet was relying on them for replenishment over the next couple days. And if they don't find more water, those one third ships will run out in two days. And those one third ships is 16,000 people. <laughs> a lot of numbers yeah i got even more for you in a minute <laughs> i took very dupe like very copious notes because there was a lot of figures about okay. i mean i write so the work that i do i write yeah. e-commerce stories and there's a lot of data in those stories uh-huh. revenues and web traffic and etc etc lots of percentages and math that i'm doing yeah so now i just naturally like ooh a number and i get like excited <laughs> about it like ooh, i better oh, write this down, that down. Ooh, oh, oh, look at that. Look i like that. to back up my info oh, oh, two 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 oh yes <laughs> yes that is exactly what i do at work good job <laughs> perfect perfect impression thank you so they so the so the people who know about the cylons are adama roslin ty and gaius and lee and Lee. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Lee was still in there. And then there's two... Gata doesn't know yet, but he's going to know. Right, and there's two... Um, it said something about two uh, two Marines. Two Marines who probably... Might have been the Marines that helped put What's-His-Face on the... Uh, oh, on the planet? On the... Well, not a planet. The moon or star base or whatever the fuck it was. The, the armory. The armory. There you go. That's what it was. Excuse me. So these... You know, the, the meeting of the best of the best are planning, making a plan to have the raptors scout nearby planets to find more water. Mm-hmm. And Gaius kind of gives us a breakdown of what the fleet needs per week to survive. Are you ready for more numbers? No, I am. Okay. All right, let's go. So the fleet needs 82 tons of grain, uh-huh. 82 tons of meat. Okay. 119 tons of fruit. Yep. 304 tons of veggies. Okay. And 2.5 million JPs of water. I don't know what JP is, but that's their unit of measurement that they said. I don't know what that is either. J- to me, that's a character from Grandma's Book. <laughs> 2.5 million gigapops of water. Gigapops? <laughs> Two point five million Jesus peoples peoples of water. Wow, <laughs> it's probably a real thing. I'm sure. Is it, it is. J- JP? JP? JP. Two point five million Jurassic parks of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of dangerous water. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, look it up. I'm gonna see if I can figure out what a JP is. Jigapops. <laughs> Jigapop. It's uh Jigapops. It's not. GIFs, though, because that's spelled with a G. <laughs> anyway, but you can continue while Jiffy I look up. peanut butter. Well, <laughs> well, I look up. No, I want to know before I continue. Really? Yeah. I'm going to keep saying them. 2.5 million. G- 
<laughs> but I can't think of them. 2.5 million Jenga pieces of water. <laughs> wow. Like JP's that. never fully defined per wiki. What? <laughs> cheap, cheap, uh, that's a cop out wiki. Wikipedia. Yeah, they need 2.5 million JPs of water per week. Battlestar Wiki says JPs never fully defined, but they do a little conversion action in this article. What about the actual unit of measurement, not the Battlestar Galactica unit of measurement? Well, I, I don't know. Oh my god. Well, here, here's your thing. 7.9 JP of water a day to survive. The article goes on a minimum of average of one gallon or approximately four liters or eight pints is needed for a typical human. So they think. Well, it says Japanese cup of water. <laughs> a JP? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. I referenced Battlestar in my search so that it would figure it out. I just Googled JP of water. The answer is one quart unit of in a water measure equals 4.3 cup JP or Japanese cup of water as per the equivalent. Interesting. All right, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> why would they use that measurement on the Battlestar? Why do they use paper with cut-off corners? A good, good point. Thank you. <laughs> and clipboards, <laughs> and their glasses are all that shape too. Yeah, it's totally, literally any. It's oh, totally frames. Eighties frames. Yeah, frames. Anything that has an edge. Okay, so. Chief Callie and some other flight deck crew head into the tank to check out the damage. Uh-huh. He and Sharon are talking to each other all lovey-dovey on comms, and Crashdown is like, the fuck are you guys doing? And Callie are like, what are you guys doing? You're weird. They find what looks, or Callie sees what looks like burn marks from an explosive, and right. Chief is desperately trying to like be like, nah, it's just rusted out. Don't worry about it. Well, he's... But then he gives in to it. He, he says it was it's a lot of r- rust yeah. and it might be hard to determine if it's actually a, a scorch mark. Yeah. So, but then he decides it is a detonator because he already knows it is. <laughs> and he goes to give his report to the bigwigs. Mm-hmm. Um, he says there's an investigation on who could have taken the detonators, but it's likely to come up inconclusive because they're not keeping very good records because it's a shit show, basically. On the Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Thought you were saying Battlestar Galactic. I was, you know, I mean, bad. it is. It's a. It is a lovely show about yes. a shit show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then he leaves, and then Adama wrote Adam. Oops. <laughs> who's Adam? I left off the A. <laughs> but who's Adam? I don't know. See the doctor. Not that I know of. Um, he tells. He Adama decides that there's at least one Cylon aboard the Galactica because how else could have this happen? Could Thanks, have this have happened? Thanks, Adama. And they're still trying to control the rumor mill about the Cylons looking like humans. Right. And then they ask Gaius if he's any further along in his Cylon detection thing. Yes, but then he goes to his happy place because he has no answer, <laughs> <laughs> which is a uh, head six in a tub or in a hot tub being naked and then walking towards him right nanobot six okay <laughs> ignoring the comment <laughs> Adama offers to give him some more staff if it'll help him along but he's like more no 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 i don't want any more people because he needs to continue to be a sneaky butt right 
Um, and she's kind of in his ear being like, oh, you can't do your work if you have people with you. <laughs> well, can't conceal his... Uh... And she said, well, yeah. And then she, Adama assigns Lieutenant Gaeta to him to help him. And then she says, now, if only you really had a Cylon detector. Yep. <laughs> or now, if you only had an actual Cylon detector. So that kind of supports my question from before. What? Did he really oh, right, actually... when we were wondering earlier. Yeah. If that guy was actually a Cylon or not. If he actually had a way to figure mm-hmm. it out. I think he was just blowing smoke at Ray's butt and he didn't even know and that yeah. was his scapegoat. And he just doesn't know it yet but happened to be right. He's yeah. lucky. <laughs> well, I think I got confused because they, I know they eventually do develop mm. one. Yes, they do. So I just assumed, I forgot that it was... But he didn't yet. He hadn't yet, yes. So that dude Plus, from... what would get a rumor going more than everybody having to be tested for some weird unknown reason? Right. You know, what, right, what are you testing everybody for? Right, what, why is Why is Gaius Baltar testing everybody and, yeah. you know, it'd and be better if you he... could hide it under a medical reason. Yeah, like giving people like a shot or something, or like we need to take your blood and make sure you're traveling. Yeah, there's fine. so few people. We need to make sh- you know take samples of everybody's DNA so that in the event of an emergency, we have a very, very uh, well cataloged what a file of every person here so that people can get what they need treatment wise. Yes, you should run it. The, the Battlestar. Yeah, you I agree. seem to you seem to know what you're doing. Well, you know, I have been told I'm good at the game Fibbage, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because how do they test? Do they just do blood samples, I assume? Supposedly, he burned a hair and then was looking no, I mean at the, the real, compounds. The real test. I think they were taking blood. blood samples. Some sort of sample. Yeah, it was just like DNA related. Mouth swab, blood, mm-hmm. who knows. However, you could see that it was inorganic material. Yep. So yeah, he assign- Adama assigns Lieutenant Gaeta to help him, and Gaeta's very excited about it. And Six is teasing him in his head. Giddy is a schoolboy, you might he say. He's very giddy. On Cylon-occupied Caprica, that is its official name, as we know, uh, Hilo and Sharon are running through the rain. <laughs> they're, they're also very wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they go back to the raptor that Sharon apparently flew in on, but yep. we know she didn't. I don't think well, she did. Well, we know this because... We know we're real Sharon. We well, know we're not real. real. We know we're one Sharon Original is. Sharon. <laughs> Our original Sharon. Supposedly human Sharon is. Uh-huh. That Hilo... So they see a bunch of toasters like all around the raptor, so they can't use it to escape the planet. Yep. And they just take off again oh and she did look like she was suffering from radiation poisoning you had wondered that in the previous episode but she had the bags under her eyes i mean she's not as bad as him because she hasn't she's been not there suffering as long. It. i know but you were wondering if there if the cylons would go so far as to make her look as though oh. and they are yes because then well i'm just gonna say what happens to them because they're just a teeny little part um so yeah because of that, she takes the anti-radiation meds, which I was like, that's uh-huh. a fucking waste. <laughs> I actually, it? I wrote that's so fracking wasteful. Is it? I think so. She's taking them away from Hilo. 
I know, that's so mean. You know, they're going to pump him for some info, possibly. <laughs> I so you they said can hump him, and I was like, whoa. Pump. <laughs> I guess six would. She was about to smooch him before she got shot. Pump him for some information in hopes maybe he can give them some uh, info about Battlestar Galactica's procedures so they can mm-hmm. find them and exterminate them, and at the same time, slowly killing him. Oh, that's so sad. I love Hilo. Don't do that, Cylons. <laughs> they don't care. Are you their leader, too? They have come to take their makers out. You seem to know a lot about both sides. I'm suspicious. It's because um, Skynet's online. (laughs) Um, And uh, we don't talk about that. Oh, okay. So Hilo asks Sharon why she came back. And she says she couldn't leave him behind. And then they exchange... Looks. A very meaningful look. Oh, wait, no, that's after they get... So they get a colonial fleet signal. And they realize someone is on the planet still. Uh-huh. And then they hug and then they exchange a very meaningful look. Mm-hmm. Maybe a like, new budding romance. Like, are you guys going to make out? They're going to kiss. They're probably going to kiss. They're going to smooch. Oh, man. It's going to be magical. Smooch in the rainy Cameron And since they're both suffering from radiation poisoning, after they're done kissing, <laughs> They'll they will be overcome <laughs> by... Tummy discomfort <laughs> and vomit on each other. <laughs> oh, I was right. <laughs> okay. The true proof of love. <laughs> uh huh. That's why you know babies like you. When they vomit on you? Constantly. Gross. So, <laughs> this next part with Adama made me giggle because I realized I did it also after I watched this episode. Where he went to go wash his hands. And then stopped. And then he stopped. So I was <laughs> after I was making food mm-hmm. and I did my homework and then I which is watching the episode. And then I went to go make food and then I like went to turn the faucet and I was like, What oh wait, no, I I have water, it's okay. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> to ration like, myself. But I stopped for a second and I was like, Oh <laughs> and If we were me- recording in California, that could have been a totally legit it's thing. True. Roslyn is in his office, and then they start talking about books, uh-huh. and it's really cute. I know. It's another budding relationship. Uh, mom and dad. That's well, what I know. call them, mom and you dad. You gotta lead by example, Stephanie. Dad, Dama, and, and if, ma- Momslin. If they're gonna order everybody to start having babies, they need to do it themselves. They're kind of old, though. I think they're too old for babies. You don't know. It's true. Their science seems pretty cool. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, they talk about books and Rosalind's like, I only have, I only brought one book with me because she didn't think she was going to be gone for so long. Yep. And so then Adama gives her a book to borrow. And no. She, I'm not done yet. Okay. And then. I'm going to scold you. Calm down. I wrote the quote down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chill out over there. Don't worry. I'm very passionate about this quote. And, and she's like, oh, I'll make sure to get it back to you. And he says. Did you want to say the quote, Jesus? I, I didn't memorize oh. it. Oh. It's like, it's a gift. Never lend books. Bam. It was very cute. Done. And then they're in love now. Yep. You know what this means, libraries? You're on notice. <laughs> Kelsey listens to our show. You can't tell. You can't say that. <laughs> they should be gifting books. <laughs> They'll go out of business. <laughs> They may already. Or people should go to, I'm going to, here you go. People should go visit the Dial bookshop and buy a book for someone from a nice small independent bookseller and then gift it to their friend. 
There you go. And where can Dial Bookshop be found, Stephanie? In Chicago. Downtown, I think. <laughs> do they have a web address? I'm sure they do. <laughs> Let's see what it is. And it's drum too hard. Roll. It's too hard. The <laughs> Dial Bookshop. Dot, or, sorry, not the. www.dialbookshop.com. D-I-A-L? D-I-A-L Bookshop. There's your free ad. Yep. It's on Michigan Avenue. There you go. And it's very cute. Please, whatever you do, do, be courteous to the other employees there and customers. <laughs> uh, and do not be rowdy. <laughs> but remember, All right. That was a free ad for Kelsey. <laughs> and gift that An book. An unplanned free ad. You buy it and you gift it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Support small businesses and small bookstores. And buy your friends books because books are good. So. Especially if the end of world comes out. They make good kindling for fires. Oh. Well, if it's the end of the world. I still want to read at the end of the world. Well, then you save your favorite one. Okay. And you use the rest for kindling. Fine. You know, like, I don't know if you happen to have for some reason to have like a book called The Art of the Deal. You know, that's perfect kindling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as we said, Gaius is, or Gaeta is very excited to work with Gaius. And as they're walking through the ship... Gaius notices that Starbuck, I almost said Starbucks, I stopped myself. <laughs> Starbuck. Cara and that new frappuccino he really, really wanted. We're not advertising Starbucks. <laughs> Kara Thrace is kicking ass in whatever game they're playing. I never know what the fuck to call that game. Cards. Their card game. I think I found, I remember it after we watched the mini episode. Right, it's Uno. The mini We've already figured this out. Full colors, Uno. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> And then Gaia sits down to play. Uh, he bets his very nice jacket. Yes. Um, and so then they play for a while. The other guys are out. Oh, yeah. Also, Gata Gata trotted away because he was no longer being paid attention to. <laughs> Not the guys was paying him any attention. Anyway. It, more like he was trying to get away. Yeah. So they play for a while. And then Starbuck think I almost did it again. Starbuck <laughs> thinks that she's got all the cards and she's very confident. But then Gaia sets his cards down. Or she actually grabs for the pile of clothes slash money and is ready to... It's called Pyramid. Pyramid. Thank God. That's the name of the card game. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. And then she's ready to pull the pile to her and he puts his hands over her and he's like, oh, no, no. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. And then he reveals his cards, which are full colors, whatever that means, which is good, probably. Well, she thought he was folding. Yes. Because he gave some big speech, because he's Gaius, mm-hmm. and all he does is give speeches. And she had three on a run or something? Mm-hmm. And for her loss, Gaius gives her a nice cigar from Caprica. Yep. The last of its kind. And then he lights it, and she blows the smoke in his face. Just like Kara Thrace would do. But there was some... Uh, thing going on there i felt some tension between them did you uh-huh. all these budding love relationships I know. that one probably is not gonna be a love relationship <laughs> it's like water fuels people's emotions yeah but like you you probably need water after because you're thirsty from all the physical activity <laughs> and all the smooching being thirsty <laughs> makes you thirsty is what you're saying yeah exactly oh, okay <laughs> So we go to the raptors who are 
scan who which are scanning the planets for water resources mm-hmm. um we go to boomer and crash down and then we see that there's another detonator on the raptor next to her oh no omg so that's the sixth and final detonator because five blew up in the water i just assumed that the six blew up in the tank and then she never put the sixth one back and put it back in her bag and then that one landed in there there were five. Oh. Five in the tank boom 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 <laughs> okay i had to count them <laughs> i just assumed that was like she put it in there again when she was out of it or something because she never i didn't we didn't because no, then there would be seven back. missing and in his report there were six and that the master of arms had confirmed that no because there were five missing including the one oh wait there were six there were seven missing initially until she You're put right. one back okay i just didn't think she put that one back i just assumed that was the one that ended up on the raptor because it was already strapped to the brick. That'd be interesting. I didn't, yeah, I just didn't think she put it back, so I thought it would make her look guiltier or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to look that up later. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was because there were five up there. You think so? And then there the were ten one, in each one? There was ten. So the first five were gone, and then there was the one. It wasn't twelve? It was, it was five and five, I'm pretty sure. And so she had the five up there were missing, and then she had the one in her hand from her bag, and I didn't think that she put that one back because it was attached to the brick. Well, she had disarmed it when she was found it in the bag. Did she? Yeah, she took it out okay. of the brick and then pulled out the wire. Well, and when she was putting it back, it wasn't in the brick. She was going to put mm-hmm. it in there, and that's when she freaked out about all the other But I didn't think ones. she put it back because we didn't see her put it back. She told, I thought she chickened out. She told Chief she put it back, though. And that there were six other ones missing. It'd oh. be it'd probably be a good thing to go back and look at that screenshot and see how many were in a row. And did she lie to him and say I swear, yeah. there were six missing? Or is it five per row? Oh yeah, maybe she lied. Maybe she couldn't say it. It'd be cool, though, if there were 12 in there because, you know, 12 colonies and they pack everything in 12s and they cut off all the corners because of 12s. I'm pulling up the screenshot right now. Because either things are in sixes or 12s. That's that's a good point. In this whole show, because you know you cut the two corners off of a piece of paper, you get six sides. Oh, you're right. It's it's six. Okay. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So she put the seventh back. Okay. And, but there were six missing. There were indeed. Okay. Gotcha. Real time research. So exciting for people to listen to. It's the best. All right. So D reports to Adama that. They've gone through three star systems, but they're all negative on water. And Adama figures they just have to keep jumping and scanning the systems until they find one that works. Right. But they still haven't heard from Boomer and Crashdown. Right. Boomer is looking at her screen. Crashdown has nothing, but Boomer's looking at her screen, and it's like, H2O contact, positive, whatever it says. And she says, I have nothing either. She's like, I have nothing. And she just keeps staring at it, but it says, well, multiple water contacts on her console. Mm -hmm. And she just, like, is having trouble focusing, and she doesn't... It's like she's seeing it, but she can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she tells, she's like, she tells Crashdown that she's having this weird feeling and that she just needs to run it, like run the sweep again. One more time, yep. And she's still getting the H2O positive signal. And she literally tells him, she's like, I'm having trouble saying it. Like she literally cannot say that there's water there. Right. So crazy. Until she does. But then she, and she's like, and she's at the same time where she's trying to say it, she's also reaching for the detonator next to her yeah. because her Cylon sleeper craziness wants her to 
blow herself blow herself up. up before she says it but she resists like it's like almost painful painful for her to resist it and then she finally does and like takes her hand away and then she's like there's water it's right here oh my god and they get all excited and everything's happy yep and then they call back home yes and say they got water and he and crashdown says time to break out the swim trunks because we found water nice and everyone celebrates and it's very happy and then sharon manages to turn off the detonator also so mm-hmm. which is also good uh but and she then, was surprised to see there yes she did not understand that it was there but she turned it off she has a bit of an inner conflict going on yeah her cylon slash her backdoor uh her virus i'm gonna call it the virus in her code is not winning yeah over her ai programming so then they get back to the ship mm-hmm. and everyone is there to cheer on boomer and crash down and then she goes over to chief and she's like hey i need you to look at something on my ship and he's like okay. something about his her ejection her, her jigger yep she calls it a jigger doesn't she i would assume it's the ejection yeah handle for but she says a weird word i don't know i think that was what i called the jps earlier (laughs) 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 that made me laugh and then he's gonna go put somebody else on yeah he's like hey callie why don't you she's like no 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 hey i need you to look at it buddy pal hey there buddy (laughs) buddy old pal that i make out with um and so then he goes in there and then he sees the bomb or the detonator and he's like oh my god that's crazy and he has that mouth agape look (gasps) (gasps) oh my god back on the no not on the olympic carrier that one's gone (laughs) 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 that went bye-bye back on the olympic carrier (laughs) (laughs) that's what's happening on the olympic carrier (laughs) Uh, people be dying sorry everybody I hope they're not still dying. It's been three days. <laughs> I think they're pretty really dead. Bad. I think when they blew it up, they blew up the nuke. Probably blew up immediately. And they all died immediately. Yeah. So Rosalind is talking to Lee about the Olympic carrier mm-hmm. on the Colonial One. <laughs> there we go. She tells him that she wants him. Well, they have it's like a little. It's not the Colonial One. It's just called Colonial One. I know, one. but. The ship has its own name, but I can't remember what it was. They're talking about, they're kind of bonding over the tragedy of it all and she's saying like uh, she tells some story that i did not write down but she's just like keep keep it in your thoughts and you'll you know be a better fighter oh, or whatever she, okay she was talking she about down the guy carrier on a piece of paper and she's talking about there. the guy who said uh, every time he made a bad decision he would he would uh write either the person's name or something on a piece of paper and keep it in his desk drawer that was what it was. Mm-hmm. Somebody she knew. Not not a a decision that maybe was, it was morally a, bad. It seemed bad, but it was the right decision at the time. Right. And which is exactly what the Olympic carrier was. He would write a note or write the person or write whatever so that it would be a constant reminder for him. And he'd keep it in his desk drawer. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote down Olympic carrier. And she, on a note, and she kept it in her yeah. pocket, which is her desk drawer for her right now they're just on a ship so (laughs) um so then she tells him that she wants or she asks him to be her personal military advisor because of the valuable info Uh that he told her in the cic about adama not really wanting to do do the the pomp and circumstance yeah the fancy thing for her and it kind of 
made her understand him better and made her want to get to know him a little better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to make out and read books together. It'd be cute. There you go. But Lee's worried about it going behind Adama's back, and she's like, no, 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 I need you to i need this so that i can talk to him better yeah i know nothing about military yeah you're gonna be my guy that tells me how military works Uh uh-huh and she says you can still be the cag and he's like it's just the cag ma'am yep (laughs) and she's like see this is why i need you (laughs) it's cute (laughs) uh and she says that telling adama about the assignment will be his first assignment (laughs) and he's like i knew you're gonna say that yeah uh and then Chief and Sharon are smooching in the bunk. And then he says he gave the detonator back to the master at arms and says he uh-huh. found it during maintenance. Yep. And then he leaves. And then she walks down the hall looking very stoic and sleeper agency. <laughs> okay. And that's it. Just stoic and sleeper agency? Agent? Agent T? <laughs> yeah. She looked like a stoic secret agency. <laughs> She had columns. She's just cold stone. (laughs) She is pretty stone cold in that scene. Oh, yeah. So, that was that episode. That's where it ends? Are you still thirsty? Oh, no, because I've been drinking plenty of fluids whilst we were talking about it. You should be drinking water. It's better for you. Look it. Oh, okay. You've got got your H2 flow. I have my H2 flow. Good. It's good stuff. It's called pure water. So... There you Sponsor go. Sponsor us, Pure Water. <laughs> um, you want some fun facts? Stephanie, have you just met me? Oh, you always want fun facts. I always want fun facts, oh, and especially on our half-year anniversary episode. <laughs> oh, so, this episode shows a population loss. <laughs> Sorry, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, I guess Steph is going to just give us some facts. Here's a fact. Things that are not fun. If they are fun for you, though. (laughs) If you really like pop, if you you like calculations and death, we don't judge you. Uh, This this is a lot of math here. Um, I just wrote down a lot of numbers this week, I guess. Cool. Uh, this episode shows a population loss of 2,340 people, okay. which matches the analysis in episode 33, as 300 were lost in an, in, in on, sorry, someone mistyped things, not me, I copy-pasted. <laughs> 300 people were lost on screen. Well, you better give them their credit. And then 680, <laughs> Wikipedia, thanks Wikipedia, and 681 off-screen losses, deleted scenes show some of this. Uh-huh. Possibly due to revised counts, plus the 1,345 uh-huh. lost in the Olympic carrier, minus a loss for the newborn. So the final count in 33 was 47,973. So there were 15 losses occurred between the two episodes in those three days. Cool. So probably just natural causes or famine or yep. fights. There were some riots. As, yep. as they warned them about when they said they were going to ration the water. We right, didn't right, mention right. that earlier. Plus the speculation of there might have been some speculative murders for right. the people that were hardcore. There is a prison episode coming up. Conspiracy theory so. in uh, 
how Cylons look like people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a whole prison ship, so there's got to be some murder going on. Uh, let's Doesn't see. have to be all murder. Maybe some sex offenders. I'm talking about people, maybe some white collar crimes. But the people dying part. Fifteen people dying. Oh, okay. That's yes. what I was referring to. So you're saying it's quite possible there were fifteen shivings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not in the prison. I'm just saying that because there's a prison ship, maybe someone was murdered and then they, you know, hauled one of those people away to the prison ship. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Just, just a random observation. Yep. Um, when season one premiered in the U.S., mm-hmm. the episode 33 and Water aired back-to-back as a two-hour TV event. Yep. Just like the miniseries. Just like it. And they also did this for the se- season three premiere. Oh, nice. Season two? So sorry. I love season three. I'm very excited to talk about season three. Okay. How many episodes are in a season? Like 15 or something. Oh, we will see that next year? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the year after? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So, Possibly the year after that. <laughs> I know it's been really hard to like restrain myself because I just want to power through all of it again and rewatch it. Right. But I'm trying to be good and watch it. It's usually better to have somebody that helps you restrain. <laughs> like my arms behind my back. Well, because you can't really, you know, if you're trying to do it yourself, you can't truly do it because one hand has to be free to tie everything up mm-hmm. to the last hand. Right? Uh-huh. Unless you come up with some weird pulley system. I don't know, man. I'm sure there's people. I'm sure people got it covered. Here's a funny fact. Yes, finally. Something that's not depressing. This episode was a, supposed to focus on a paper shortage. <laughs> that's not quite as dire. <laughs> we, if you put all the corners together that you've cut off, you probably find some more paper. <laughs> Luckily, the ship with the, with, <laughs> luckily, the, the ship of survivors with Thunder Mifflin were still there. <laughs> we were saved. <laughs> really? That'd be so stupid. <laughs> it was supposed to be a paper to, shortage. Initially, it was supposed to be a paper shortage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the episode would have been two minutes long. Oh, Guys no. were out of paper. Oh, well, all right. Oh no! Now we got to canvas. I guess I'll the, write my notes on my arm. We got to canvas the universe for tree. <laughs> oh man! I'm telling you, I just find all the corners they cut off all the other pieces of paper, and they'll make more paper. <laughs> oh. <sighs> hey, it could be bad paper shortage. No TP. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Leaves. They have a botan a botany ship. No, that got blown oh, up. Oh, that's right. That little girl got blown up. Oops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess paper shortage would be bad in that case. But it's still not quite as dire as water. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm not shaking your hand. There's a paper shortage. <laughs> <laughs> they just get then they just up their water usage and just install bidets everywhere. Oh, uh, bidets. <laughs> They'll be bidetting for days. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, the water tank was a virtual set consisting of one wall and a ramp. Oh, I didn't finish the sentence. Cool. <laughs> Leading away from... Who the, knows? <laughs> who the knows? CGI walls. <laughs> Leading away from CGI land. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did this really fast <laughs> when I got home, like, just 30 minutes ago. I see. Right, right before you came over. Because I watched this last night after my hair appointment, uh-huh. and it was already like 10 o'clock, and I was so tired. Yeah. And then I watched the episode, and then I ate my food and almost didn't wash my hands because I thought there was a water shortage. <laughs> but then I washed my hands. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. 
And then then I was like, I can't do, I can't do the fun facts right now. So I did them quickly. Today, gotcha. The violent water ejection (laughs) from Galactica is mostly accurate. Presuming that the water tanks on Galactica were under some kind of pressure, Baltar's comment that a human could not withstand the pressures within the tank corroborates this. Okay. The water would leave the ship in the manner shown. Water in a vacuum and in the absolute cold of space will both freeze and boil. The resulting ice crystals will then quickly sublimate, attain a vapor state directly from solid state. Okay. In this episode, the water appears to sublimate instantly. Cool. It would need to be under pressure, though, huh? Yeah, I guess so. That's what NASA says. Well, you think the ship is pressurized anyway, because people are in it, so... Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be great pressure, just a pressure. Mm-hmm. Plus, there kind of have to be pressure for the water to flow, otherwise it'd just be a big floating ball... Blob, yeah. ...in the middle that wouldn't get into a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we, we opened the pipes, but nothing came in. That's because <laughs> your water's floating like a ball in the middle. Yeah. Water is an excellent radiation shield, in particular for neutron radiation, possibly explaining why the water tanks are placed on the outside of the hull. Huh, interesting. Oh, it's so nice when you say that and I tell you something technical. <laughs> so that means when we go to Mars, all the water tanks should be on the outside and the living quarters should be on the inside to protect us from the solar radiation. Yes. NASA? Unless you want to sleep on the outside of your spaceship. <laughs> you can make the checks payable to Stephanie Kratz and Bradford Barth. Yes. We will off air send you our addresses. You should also make it look like, you should also have a fleet of ships that look like TV ships so that we can live on them. Right. Like, so I can go from the Battlestar to the Serenity to the Guardians of the Galaxy one that I can't remember the name the of. The thing here is, NASA, is I really, really want to go to Mars. So... In order to get Stephanie to go with me so we can continue this <laughs> podcast, our ship has to be Serenity. Because then she'll be on board. And then we'll have another co-host named Nick because he'll want to go. Well, he'll be the captain of the ship. He'll, has to, he'll have to do everything while we're, <laughs> while we're recording. Yep, yep. Ronald D. Moore, the creator uh-huh. of Battlestar, said at the start of the season he intended to reveal things very slowly about Sharon. But... That Sharon was going to realize something was wrong over a longer period of time and her relationship with Chief was going to be very solid. Mm -hmm. But when I got, this is a quote, but when I got to water, I decided to speed things up by putting Sharon and her relationship with Tyrol, her Chief, in crisis immediately. (laughs) What a dick. (laughs) Well, at least he uh, held fast to his initial thoughts. True. And threw them all out the window. Yeah. He probably, well, I mean, that episode, can you imagine if that episode was about a paper shortage and then Chief and Sharon are just like in a happy relationship? <laughs> It'd be so boring. <laughs> I really wanted to send you a note, but st- stupid paper shortage. <laughs> I was going to write you a poem, but... Oh, he wouldn't have been able to lend her a book because of the paper shortage. The stupid paper shortage. <laughs> <laughs> lend, Stephanie. Lend. Lend. Gift. Sorry, gift. <laughs> you, you never, never lend a book. book. You only give them. My bad. 
So, Aww. Caitlin, you never have to give that book back. Somebody lent you. Because <laughs> they actually gifted it to you. It's true. Kelsey has lent me many books that I have here somewhere. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> she probably wouldn't care. She has like three billion books. <laughs> three billion? From the Dial Bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> Located in beautiful downtown Chicago. <laughs> uh, what's our double count? Three. Three? Battlestar Sharon. Uh, Caprica, Sharon, mm-hmm. and Head Six. Yeah. Nanobot Six. <laughs> you said the other one first. Well, <clears throat> she has to be in his head because she's a nanobot. That's it, right? There were no other. Yeah, there weren't any other ones. And then well, three random. <laughs> except the ones that we don't know about. Three random toasters on the. Uh, yeah. On the downed uh, raptor. It's going to get really like, But we're not counting those because. They're, they're toasters. Sometimes there's 50,000 of them on screen and it would be too hard. Right. You can't count CGI. It's no. impossible. It's going to be really interesting when we get to like season four and like all of the models are revealed and we're going to have to keep count of all these fucking Cylons. And how many copies there were? <laughs> uh-huh. Throughout the episode. I'll have to like keep a tally going. <sighs> you get just the hash marks. Uh-huh. It's going to be like that Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Every time, every time you see a Cylon, you do a hash mark. Uh-huh. Ooh. Just drawing them all over my body. Oh, God, so many I'm counting. You're just going to get to my apartment and it's just going to be covered in tally marks. That'd be awesome. That would be scary. Is that what they're called? Tally, tally marks? Hash marks? Tally hash? Is that what they're called? I was curious. I don't know. I call them either, I call them tally marks because you're keeping tally. But I think hash also works. Okay. Cool. Because it's a part of a hashtag. Or a pound sign. <laughs> Because I'm a millennial and I call it a hashtag. Everybody calls it a hashtag now. All right, well. It's probably not even called a pound sign. I'm sure it has a very specific name that's neither of those. Anywho. um, Please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That keeps us at the findable part of the charts. (laughs) Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at C Double Pod. And if you have something you would really, really like us to cover, you can email us at C Double Podcast at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. That's fine. Or too. tweet at us, too. Yes. We write some hilarious things on Twitter, I think. I don't know. Do we? I don't tweet that much for month. I have to manage three Twitter accounts. It gets a little exhausting. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a busy lady. I. Just do retweet. I know I do all the work. (laughs) Just kidding. You do all the actual work. (laughs) I write all my little funny bits to go with it. That's true. You do, but I meant you do all the actual actual work. But you know, when Stacy said that my descriptions of her episodes sucked, I um, Stacy said your descriptions sucked. (laughs) Yeah, she said they were boring. Uh Oh, that I lack fun in my descriptions, right? Is that what she said? I don't remember that. She said Brad writes the worst descriptions and you should do it, Stephanie. I don't remember that. Oh, you're making <laughs> it up to make me do it. <laughs> no. No, she did. She told I did the first one. Uh, and then she's like, you should do it and make them more fun and, and creative. I don't remember, but I believe you. She'll remind you. Okay. After she hears this episode. She's really far behind. She'll be like, yep. <laughs> She doesn't even listen to our Orphan Black ones, I don't think. What? She's so behind. Why Why is she so behind? Because she has a little life, too. 
I'm so behind on podcasts. I haven't listened to our show in like 10 weeks. I'm three behind on our show. Well, I just can't listen maybe, at work anymore. Maybe two and a third behind on our yeah. show. You I'm, already listen to them in general. Yeah, I listen to, to them when I editing. have to edit them. But sometimes it's fun to listen back to them. I, I'm i purposely yeah. behind because I record it and then I have to listen to it while I'm editing it. Yeah. And then it's nice to be behind and I can when I'm listening back to it weeks later, I get to enjoy it for the funniness that we do sometimes. It's true. Which Nick said our last episode was really funny. Good. He enjoyed it. That was uh, Jack's Back. Jack's Back. He found that one funny. Good. Except for a certain gene joke. (laughs) Whatever. Don't be a dad joke hater. (laughs) All right. We're trying to figure out our schedule for the next couple weeks because we have some traveling going on, but maybe we'll be back. I got some traveling. Stuff has some potential traveling. Mm Mm-hmm. I have the traveling also, but I just might have traveling again the week after. That's true. Because I'm also going to Minnesota, but for different reasons. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to hang out with people while they're there. I'm not going to be there the whole time at at Destroyed Con. Destroyed Con, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not going to Destroyed Con. Um. <laughs> but uh, until next week... I'm Stephanie Krebs. Oh, wait, do you say it first? No, you say it first. <laughs> I, like, completely forgot how to do it. <laughs> let's, uh, try, let's try again. <laughs> until next week. I'm Stephanie Krebs. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.